And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here. No, sorry, not John here. Wow. And I totally just butchered that. Not been, John, not weak. John. We have Brian John, here, Ted. producer Brian on the show. United 96 here on the RFK Refugees podcast network. It's been a week, my friends. It's been a weekend. It's been a Monday. Brian, how are you doing, my friend? I can't actually see you right now. I'm walking, staring at like a gray blob, but I do see you on the on the stream. You're looking, <laughs> you're looking fresh. You're looking fresh um, right now. Let me just say, hope you're doing well. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Ted. I, I, I'm doing well. Uh, my weekend was far better than DC United's. The the good news is, um, I can tell you stories about my my family and my four year old and her bouncing around a uh, a, a bouncy house as a. Uh, as as well as John can, so uh, you, you don't lose out on the family weekend, um, but but sadly it was not a good weekend for the black and red. So I didn't hear much of what you just said, but I'm assuming your weekend was good. Uh, we had some uh, we had some news, so you know what? Let's we're just gonna keep moving on. We we just move on in this show. We we just make we just you know we we take what we mess up. You know I messed up the opening, I messed up everything, but you know what? We just move on. We just power right through it. Uh, uh, Brian, we had an international break coming up this week and, uh, you know what? John's not here to stop us. Let's talk some U S men's national team. Let's talk the international break. Uh, United States men's national team. I see you're rocking the Jersey there. Look very, very nice with the, with the U S men's national team kit. The U S men's national team actually qualified for the world cup. Did not need a, uh, did not need a, uh, the get to the fourth place game. They managed to get the job done, uh, sort of during the week. At least they did enough to, to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we got we got a personally. I I feel good about this. I feel like this was a very very young team. I think a lot of people uh, just thought that just because they have a bunch of players that play for Chelsea, Juventus, which I'm not saying it's not a big thing. It's not a good thing. This was a young team. This is a team that did not get a lot of opportunities to play together. Uh, you could say that was self-inflicted, um, especially with the Gold Cup. I saw a lot of people bringing that up. But I, I think uh, Greg Berhalter did enough. He got this team into qualification, got this team into the World Cup. They're going to be playing uh, against England on uh, Black Friday. You could tell somebody in the Fox Studios was doing was doing uh, cartwheels when they saw that uh, because I think that's going to be like probably the highest rated um, U.S. men's national team game ever. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say probably going to happen. But yeah, Brian, how are you feeling? I, how are you feeling about the U.S. team in the qualification? Um, so you know, I, I agree with you. If um, the the FIFA gods and their ability to accidentally make great matchups has uh, struck again, um, I feel great that we're back in the World Cup. Um, it gives me something to look forward to um, when I can escape my family over Thanksgiving and uh, and the lead up to Christmas. And um, I, I, I tend to agree. I think um, I was I was iffy on Burhalter when he came in. Um, I think one of the things that he's brought is some stability um, with some of the prior coaches. You saw a lot of back and forth, but you know I think this is a stable roster. I I don't think we're going to necessarily have an easy go of it in the group. Um, and uh but you know i'm interested to see what comes out of the euro playoff i think that'll influence that a lot um and just just looking forward to uh to seeing the stars and stripes on the big stage again yeah i I think it's going to be fun you know we this was the youngest team to qualify for the world cup 
lot of a lot of incredibly talented young players. I mean, this is the most talented team. Um, I I feel like when you watched over the over the past um, the past few games, particularly when Gio Reyna came out on the field, I thought he was somebody that maybe was a little bit overlooked. We knew he was a fantastic talent, but maybe we didn't know how much the U.S. men's national team was was really missing him. In case you're living under a rock and don't know the United States men's national team group, uh, it is England, Iran, and then it'll be the European playoff, either Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. Uh, so obviously they play the European playoff winner, either Wales, Scotland, Ukraine first, then they have England, and then they finish up with Iran. So I feel like there's a nice little, um, I mean, Wales, I think would be a tough challenge. Scotland less so if they somehow manage to sneak through. Ukraine is always usually pretty good. I feel like that's kind of the middle ground between Scotland and Wales. Um, obviously Wales is, is, I would say the favorites to make it out of this. Uh, but I feel like there's a nice little like plateau. It's not like you're starting out with England you know, needing some sort of result or points. Uh, if you pick up points against, you know, you pick up a win to open up your game, then that takes maybe a little bit of a pressure off the off the Ukraine game for for a young team. So, Ted, uh, did any of DC United's uh, players play in World Cup qualifying this week? They did. Uh, we couldn't watch it because uh, it's hidden behind a thirty dollar paywall uh, for FootMob, and I think even to buy a pay per view game was ridiculously expensive. So I have no, we have no clue like how these players did. We do know that Estrada came on as a sub in a 3-1 loss to Paraguay um, and then started in a 1-1 draw to Argentina. The uh, Ecuador has qualified for the 2022 World Cup. So, you know, all things bare. I mean, Estrada might be the one player that like might not be under contract by the time uh, the World Cup. I don't know when his loan deal exactly gets cut off. The season will be over by the time he plays there. Maybe he's done well enough, though, to, to earn a start. And then uh, Edison Flores, uh, second half sub in a 1-0 loss to Uruguay, and then started in a 2-0 win over Paraguay. Uh, they are in the fourth place game. They will play um, either the, I think it's uh, UAE or Australia, if I want to say. Um, so opportunities for uh, Flores to make the World Cup, which is good because uh, DC needs to find a way to get his value because he has been uh, not good. <laughs> still has not been not, uh, still has been very, very uh, average, to say the least, uh, for for uh for 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 DC United. Um yeah, I think Ted, that's a pretty good segue. Go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say I think that's a good segue. Average <laughs> um really sums up my feelings about the game this weekend. Um so, you know, how how are you Ted? O overall 1 to 10, how do you rate your overall? in uh, D.C. United's uh, one nothing loss to Atlanta United at home. I mean, if it ends 0-0, zero, zero, it's a 5. And it's just like, there's just like, I could talk about some good things about this team thus far. Uh, Durkin looked pretty good. Um, I watched a little bit of the, I, I kind of caught, I caught the second half. Um, I was at the Richmond Kickers game, who um, are playing a, uh, better brand of soccer, yes, third division soccer, but they won four to nothing. Um, so that was incredible amounts of fun. My voice is is struggling a little bit after that game, um, inhaling uh, the the wonderful smoke bombs that the uh, Red Army throws out uh, in the games. Uh, good 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 win for them. And uh, but I mean, I got to the second half and like I watched the game. I saw you know okay, the team looks solid. They held Joseph Martinez. You know, really didn't generate much. Atlanta really didn't generate much other than the goal. Um, but that's really it. I mean, this really was not a, this team is just, there, there's just nothing 
interesting. I can't even like point to anything positive about this game necessarily. I mean, I can say that Durkin looks pretty solid. It looks like he's maybe learned a little bit. One interesting thing, I was looking at the passing map for this game. Uh, Roberta and Kamara linked up for exactly zero passes. They never passed once to each other. Never, I don't think even attempted to pass to each other. Uh, when you're trying to go to a two-forward system, that chemistry is kind of important. And the fact that it it clearly like wasn't there. I mean, offensively, this team is a shell of itself. Um, there, there's no there's no telling this team has regressed. And really, honestly, they're just waiting for for Taxi. Really, it's just it's whether Taxi can rescue this team at this point. Um, it's really come down to that as to whether he can maybe be some sort of magical cog in this offense that can actually get some players moving. Um, am I completely off base? Do you have any any gleams of positivity from this from this game? Or so, this team in general. So I I, I do. Um, I think one thing is obviously a very defensive lineup to start. Um, you had your three top defensive midfielders out there and nothing in the way of offense um, outside of your two wing backs in Brad Smith and Julian Gressel and the two up front who, uh, as you said, are certainly not gelling from a chemistry perspective. Um I don't think that um, either one of these players is who you want in sort of like a false nine or uh, a, a number 10. And they rotated trying to have that um, one of them sunken in position. And it just never really linked up. They're, they're different players. They bring different things. And I think we've seen that they don't gel on the field together. Um, I think one thing, so back to the, the thing that was good was if Losada goes into this and says, I don't think I'm going to score many goals because my offense is not productive. The way that they, I really think controlled most of the first half with the defensive lineup that they had was well. Um, possession was better in the first half. Uh, you didn't see a lot of the breakaway, oh my God, like Bill Hamid has to make a magical save um, sort of things in the first half. It wasn't until we started to try and go for it in the second half and we broke down some of the pieces of that defense that um, you really started to see things fall apart. And they they kind of crumbled quickly. Um, we've got a solid foundation, but you pull one brick out of that foundation, and um, and it really does start to come crumbling down. Um, you know, I think one of the things that really stands out to me, and I'd like to get your take on this, is I one I I think it's evident DC United did not plan to lose both Paul Ariola and Kevin <laughs> Paredes, and two. I don't think we could have anticipated the giant chasm in creativity and offensive prowess that that has left us with. Yeah, I I think that's becoming, you know, that's becoming obvious. Um, Paul Ariola, I think, brought a sense of directness that I am hoping um, that I'm hoping that uh, Taxi can come in and maybe bring a little bit. Um, I think it's been a part of a either things not mixing right or a regression. I think Kamara 
you know, looks like his 2020 self, basically, uh, not the 2021 self that that we started in this game. Um, Jafal has been maybe the one player that's brought at least a little bit of an ability to kind of break lines and kind of create space for himself. Um, he doesn't, he, he, I think it was tried. It was like, well, let's get him. I think it seemed to me this was almost an experiment. You talked about a defensive lineup with Durkin and Knaus in there. This very much felt like a, well, let's, let's put, you know, we've got, you know, we've got international break for some of these guys. Very, very, very much wondering about Estrada um, and maybe why he could not be on the bench today. Um, it's two games now. He has not made the 18. I think that's a little bit concerning, um, especially since you had Flores, who played similar minutes, um, was out there and at least made a substitute appearance. I understand if he wasn't starting, but um, I, I feel like we've seen now a start and a sub in four games uh, for uh, for Michael Estrada. So I definitely want to see more. Um, but I feel like the team, like it was sort of trying to play Jafal in that uh, higher up position, get him closer to goal. Maybe he can use some of those moves where he does to create space. Uh, and it didn't really work. It seems like his role is for right now, at least. And maybe maybe they try it. Maybe they see something they like and they want to try it again. Um, that he's uh, that he, that 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 area of him is in that sort of center of the field where he has more space. Um you know, other than that, I mean, it's it's another, you know, subpar performance from from Julian Gressel. I think he has the one play kind of over the top that nearly puts Durkin in on goal. It was really just like two straight two chances. It was the Durkin chance early in the game and then mm-hmm. the uh, Roberta chance where he does a nice job making a run. Roberta is one of those like I, I just I see things like that and I'm like, OK, there, there's something there. The question is, when when is he going to put it together? And I think that's really missing from him in a lot of ways. So, um, and it's, yeah, you, you you've maybe pulled me a bit off the off the <laughs> off the ledge here. I, well, I was I've I've been pretty down on this team for a long time. So, well, let let me lean you uh, a, a little bit out because you know one of the things that I I, I think you mentioned Gressel. Um, I don't think we truly expected the fall off in Gressel's play mm-hmm. with Ariola being gone. I think maybe we everybody undervalued what they had there because when we've seen griffin in that role we haven't seen the same sort of interlinking play you know i think gressel works best and and we see it when he has someone he can interlink with if we just expect him brad smith's a little bit better at just getting down the sideline and knocking him in which is why i think we've had more play down the left that's not Gressel's game. Gressel is better at give and go, creating space and working off of that. And the sad fact is the best thing that we've got in terms of creativity and that sort of central play role is when Nahar comes forward. And when Nahar comes forward, Gressel sucks back in. So we're very rarely getting that down the right flank, what really drove our offense in 2021. We don't have that same engine. And so the ability for Kamara to just get on the end of something, to create space in the middle because we're spreading the field, um, our our attack is coming from Brad Smith on the left or Andy Nahar getting forward. Mm-hmm. And that makes our attack really predictable. And when you can't capitalize on good chances, um, you know, I think the best chance of the game was Burnbaum's header at about 60 minutes, um, I yeah. think, off of a corner. Um, 
But when you can't capitalize on that, and we had good pressure in the first 15 minutes, um, if you can't capitalize on those chances on a team that doesn't create a lot of chances, um, you really make it tough for yourself. And I think we saw that and maybe a bit of a sort of a, a, a scrambling, you know, at the latter stages, which which left us open um, for the, the goal that ultimately won the game. Um, so with with that, what, what's your take on the the goal that Atlanta had in the closing minutes of the game? Well, and one thing I do want to add is you talk about how the play is coming from Brad Smith and Brad Smith has an ability to get forward. I think what DC is most struggling with is when you had Paredes out there, Paredes gave you a very much of a, could do similar things maybe to Gressel, but was very much an, a guy who could take, who was willing to take players on, who was willing to dribble, be quick with feet. That's not Gressel's game. And I feel like the biggest problem right now is I feel like we have two very similar styles out there on either on either wing backs. They're just going to push forward, play a ball in. And um, we don't have maybe that ability uh, from either Gressel or Brad Smith to kind of maybe dribble, create a space, maybe create a different look, allow, you know, another player to to maybe, um, you know, do a uh, go around them and maybe find yourself giving a different look. It's really predictability, I think, is what is uh, what is killing this team. And I completely forgot your question um, <laughs> um, in, in that statement, but I wanted to get that point across. At least. No, no, no. That's a good point. And I, and I think that's the type of thing that running at people is what you would rely and look for in somebody like Edison Flores, um, who is, yep. has just proven himself, you know, last season injuries, a, a little bit of a, um, gave him some leeway. Um, but I think it's just becoming more and more obvious because he's able to produce for the national team. So it's not an individual perspective. Um, it really just does seem to be he is not well fit for this system or this atmosphere or um, whatever it is. It is just not working out. It, this team needs a player. And this is, I think, I think they should try to find this in the summer. They need a player who can do something that, is be unpredictable mm-hmm. and kind of change the way things. I mean, if you want the honest truth, I, people have said Acosta would fit really well. Like a Luciano Acosta would fit really well in the system. I have been on the record as saying that, you know, I, I think the team was right to move on from Luciano Acosta. I'm also willing to say that uh, I think, I think Acosta would be a player just bringing that sort of ability just to take players on. If you want to know the truth, they've looked best in the attack when they've had a guy like Griffin out there who's willing mm-hmm. to sort of dribble at players. Uh, really interesting he did not make an appearance. I sort of felt like 80th minute that Lasada was just like, all right, this isn't working. Let's bring in Drew Scundrich and just lock the game up. Um, uh, you wanted to ask about the goal. I finally remembered your question. Yes, several weeks ago. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I really don't know what else you can say about that. It's just a poor set piece. There, there was um, on the TV. You could hear a whistle go. Yeah. Something blew. I'm not sure if it came from the referee. Everybody does seem to kind of stop. Mm-hmm. No one complains afterwards. I don't see DC. Play- now, if that type of thing happens and the referee actually did blow the whistle, you would hear players running out there. People in the stadium said they didn't hear anything. I don't know if the microphones, you know, they do have on the field microphones that pick it up. I don't, I don't know. Um, It was a very odd and poor set piece clearance. Um, DC has to do better 
in those situations. This is now the second time they've kind of, you know, given up a sort of a bad set piece goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what you do other than drill and train and try to come up with a better way to play it. Um, so it's it's I don't know. I don't know how you how you fix something like that um, other than just doing training sessions on it, trying to come up, trying to watch film, trying to create something better. Um, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a mess. By the way, we do have, we do have a question come in. Uh, uh, K N E T lock Kent lock. I'm a K net lock. There we go. Got it together. Uh, any ideas on what to do with Flores? What ideas do I have? We have, what ideas do we have to do with Flores? Um, right out his contract. Um, hope he does really well for Peru in the world cup and gets a sell. We exercise his option and then sell him on. Um, hope he figures out a way maybe with taxi coming in that he fits in. Honestly, I, I don't know what else more you can do. He's healthy. He's played, you know, we've had four games now. We've had five, sorry, five games now. And he has looked just average. Uh, there hasn't been a moment. Um, he doesn't have an ability to take on this game. And, and for right now, he's he, we paid the highest transfer fee for him and he's not been worth it. So yeah, I don't know uh- what else you do. Hey Ted, you're you're the uh, you're the resident uh, roster rules expert here. Um, if we loan Flores out, mm-hmm. does that open up a DP slot? I don't. If we, mm, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but. I think he's still maybe maybe it does maybe I think it actually you know what yes I I believe it actually does because I think we've seen that with uh with some other of the you know failings in Atlanta yes you you do mm-hmm. free up that DP slot when you loan when you loan a player out and then if he comes back you got to figure it out what to do from there see um, so you you want to you want to talk about solutions for Flores you're not gonna get you're you're not gonna recoup much of that ten million dollar transfer fee especially if he continues to not play well for DC United. But you loan him out um, uh, starting this summer, in the summer transfer window. He goes, plays well somewhere, maybe recoups a little bit of his value. You sell him in the winter, in like the um, mid-season transfer window for international post-World Cup, especially if Peru make it to the World Cup and he does a good showing, maybe you can get some of your cash back. But um, I, I tend to agree that that's sort of a, a far afield idea of how you could game the system. Um, but it, in, unless we can bring Taxi in and that somehow unlocks um, some hidden factor in Edison Flores or create some sort of magical system in which he becomes worth the money that we spent on him. Um, I think he continues to play sort of a bit part in this team um, the way he has uh, over the course of the season. I, I think uh, unless this team, because right now, so even with bringing Taxi in, they still have one other de- designated player spot they can fill. Unless they do find that player in the summer window, or they find him now, I'd say it's more likely right now in the summer window. We're less than a month until the everything locks down. Um, I think you're stuck with him uh, for the foreseeable f- future because he 
fills a role right now. Mm -hmm. And unless this team actually thinks that there is somebody out there that can replace him, he's here for the rest of the year. Um, If they find that person and they manage to get a deal done, and then it's also trying to find that loan for him. So you have to work out a situation where you loan him out and also are able to get that player in. Because if you loan him out and then you have nothing to replace him with, He's not great, but I mean, he's at least a, a competent player. I mean, it could obviously be be a lot worse. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with your situation. It's just a matter of as to whether they can find that replacement. Um, we do have a player coming in, rumored player that's coming in. This just dropped, I think, today, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, Daniel Nora, uh, apparently from the plays in the Belgian league. <laughs> so we're just like, we're just raiding the Belgian league at this point. Um, I think just trying to get, he's a Venezuelan goalkeeper. He will take an international slot. So not sure how this is going to work. Cause DC's maxed down international slots. Uh, does this mean like a guy like Jafal moves down? I mean, he would be sort of the next guy you would think if they want to play him, I think maybe they're either figuring out that international slot. Maybe a guy like Kamara is close to a green card. Maybe a guy like Flores is close to a green card. He has been here long enough. Um, you could make the argument he could be close close to a green card. Um, I'm not sure how that works with his contract situation. Um, maybe they're close to something like maybe they're close to a green card and they know something's coming soon. Um, maybe they sign him. I could see them signing him and saying, we think you're the backup. So we're going to loan you down to Loudoun United just to get you minutes, just to keep you focused, just to keep you, you know, in tune. And we don't have the international slots. Then, you know, if, if something happens to Bill, then we'll kind of we'll kind of reassess at that point. Um, but this is interesting. And it, it does seem this is a guy you bring in. I don't I think you bring this guy in if you're thinking maybe they, they, they have been wanting. I think they've been wanting a long time. I think this has been a long time plan to find a replacement for Bill Hamid. As much as we love Bill, I think this team is looking at an exit strategy here. They don't want to get stuck. Um, I, with I'm, John I'm not Kempen. sure what Bill's con. Yeah. With John Kempen. <laughs> yes. With John Kempen. But I think there is a, it is an exit strategy. Um, you could make an argument even on that Atlanta goal, you know, uh, he kind of he kind of gets stuck frozen on that goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's entirely his fault, but I think even he would Bill would say he could do better with that save. So, um, he's he's the, the moments for Bill have been less and less, and and I think we all love Bill, but I will say there's been a diminishing returns. Um, 2014, 2015, 2016, Bill was an absolute like he would win us games and he still has those moments they're just not as prevalent as they used to be uh for this team and um i i i could see this team maybe looking at we get somebody in here as soon as if, if that person can prove that they can be at bill hamid's level or maybe a little bit above i think you see bill uh you bill bill move move to the bench pretty quickly um i think they also also you also have to think uh, maybe this is a guy who can play the ball out of the back a little bit better. Um, maybe he's a guy who can move the ball a little bit better. I think for Lasada's system, maybe that's something you look at being a guy who can quickly move the ball up the field, uh, have good distribution. That has been been one of Ben's uh, sore spots. Just thinking, I have no, I have not watched this rec- this keeper play. I do not know how good he is. Um, but you know, you've had you've had Ben Olsen for years, and now you got a new coach coming in. Maybe he wants to see something different. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, I think back to the international spot, you know, I wonder if they'll play um, a little bit of this and that. I could actually see them um, potentially sending Alfaro down 
Um, you know, oh, that's a, that's he, another one. He really hasn't seen the field this season the way our defense mm-hmm. has been playing. Um, so it, you know, you might play it. Hey, we're good on defense. Let's send Alfaro down. Let's bring this Venezuelan keeper. Um, maybe you're a little bit shakier on defense. You swap that out and you deal with the fact that you've got John Kempen as a backup. Um, I tend to think along the same lines, although, you know, I would say um, Bill would need to have a, a, a number of, of Kempen-esque performances <laughs> for, for him to lose out to somebody, especially, um, you know, this keeper is not, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, is not going to get a lot of opportunities to show himself uh, on the field for D.C. because we hope that, that Bill continues to perform well. Um, you know, I think maybe maybe Open Cup, something like that. Maybe he does get some time uh, at Loudon under his belt. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, definitely interesting to see. I think, if anything, it's a good sign that DC is still in the market for anything um Mm -hmm. you know that they haven't sort of hung up their boots uh for the transfer season uh and that they're they're still out there um looking um you know maybe uh maybe they're still looking for a yao rojas uh to come in and save us alongside taxi um i i can only dream yeah i i think i think we're looking at summer and i and i want to say it's been bleak um i am i am positive i'm trying to be positive about what taxi can do when he comes in um i think it's i think they said about three weeks uh fortunately like i, I think we were all a little bit like upset <laughs> about the fact that we that we were like losing a game against new york i think mm-hmm. after that game i am relieved that we are not playing this weekend uh due yes. to the fact that nycfc is in the champions league we get a whole week off uh where then you know taxi can get his work permit sorted out hopefully that comes uh and he's ready to go uh by the time this team plays austin next week um which will probably be maybe his first start i don't know if he's like able to train if he's able to like be a part of the team or he still has to wait i'm not I sure how old that is yeah <laughs> yeah it you- probably doesn't he probably doesn't. He can be trying. I think we all thought like Estrada was like a trialist, and like that was like apparently okay. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's able to be around the team. We are we are seeing him in videos around the team. It is good to see him gelling. Um, hopefully, hopefully that comes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's really much else to really like de- desire from this game. Um, I will say I'm I'm hopeful. I think a lot of people in chat. I said I said on Twitter. I said. Taxi, I think, is 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 probably the most important designated player now in a long, probably since Rooney. If I'm being honest, since Rooney, he is either going to elevate this team and kind of at least move it back into that playoff picture, or he's going to add to the long list, and this will be a lost season. I, I think we are we are trending on that path, unless there's something else coming. With right now, what we know, um, and I think right now it's riding on Taxi. If Taxi comes in fits in, kind of provides that ability. Maybe he takes the pressure off a guy like Flores and Flores is able to kind of be more free, not feel like he has to be the guy out there. Maybe that opens up a little bit more of a creative outlet. Maybe he links up really well with with Gressel and gets him going. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think getting a good piece into that attack can do for DC. And I think a lot of people are saying we're not a one-team league. You know, we're not a one-player league. And I said, you know, there's a solid, there's a solid, foundation here um it's just lacking it needs more and i think that's been the biggest problem right now i think from a 
like top to bottom, there's a lot of players I think you'd be able to pull. And they've they've hit on some guys. Like Jafal, I think, mm-hmm. is a guy I'm looking at potentially being like maybe a, a future, you know, decent to really good player. Um, you know, there's been there's been good things in this team. It's got like a lot of good pieces. It's just not fitting together right. And I think you need that high. And I think really what's lacking is high in talent. They have one designated mm-hmm. player. Other teams have two, three, at least two, at least two. Um, like Rick, right now we're talking about Taxi just getting this team back to like basically where it was uh, last season. And that team did put together some good results. So um, a lot riding on that. A lot yeah. riding on that. You know, I, I think I think the uh comparison to Wayne Rooney is a good one obviously I'm not saying that not on the same ta- level like no, I'm not no, saying no. commercially on the same level but no, yes or or even talent wise on the same level mm-hmm. but in later in his career Wayne Rooney came in and and if it doesn't show with anybody else than Luciano Acosta look at Acosta pre-Rooney and then um the 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 Lucharu uh you know and and having um Luciano and Rooney and their interlinked play. Uh, I agree we're not like a one-person one league, but I do think that in some cases having that one focal point, that one piece, that one cog in the system can really unlock something. So if Taxi can come here and play well, and maybe in a way that unlocks better play from other players on the team, if we can, to your point, get back to the Russell that we saw, if um, you know he can unlock or have some chemistry with Flores or Yao, um, you know somebody who's younger and, and unlock them in the same way, then we might be onto something. But in general, I agree with you. Um, this team looks flat, um, looks somewhat boring sometimes which coming from you know a year ago when we were talking about winning games five to four um it's it we know it's not the brand losada wants to play um we know it's not the system that any of us as fans want to have um and it's a long way away um from you know i think what we all expect dc to aspire to yeah, and, and you bring up, I mean, this game against Atlanta United, Atlanta gave up three goals to Montreal. They gave up a goal to Charlotte. They've given up, they gave up, and, and very nearly lost that, very nearly drew that game to Charlotte. It took a, a miracle at the end to rescue them, and then gave up three goals to, to Colorado. Granted, they had red cards in each of those games. They gave up three goals, but, I mean, the point still stands. This is not, this was not a defensive juggernaut. In fact, I would say defense is their weakest point right now for Atlanta, and D.C. only mustered .5 expected goals. So, mm. um, yeah, it's 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 not good right now. It has a potential to be better, and I think it's a lot of it's going to come down to uh, to – to what taxi can bring in and what this team does in the summer. I think they need to bring in one more piece guys uh, before we, before we, before we uh, say goodbye for this week and hopefully we all relax, watch the kickers, watch the open cup guys. Open cup is this week. We got the, the, the amateur teams playing the teams. Go enjoy that type of soccer. The kickers play some good soccer, by the way, I think you should join it. Their Jersey looks awesome. Can't wait to rep that on the show. Um, If you're listening to us on the RFK refugees podcast line, uh, this is your final, final, absolutely 100, 100% warning. That's going away. You need to go to uh, United 96 Pod to uh, United 96 to listen to the podcast from now on. Um, and also check out Kindred Spirits. 
Check out Next in Line covering Loud United. They suffered their first defeat. I'm sure the guys, not sure the guys are going to be doing the show this week, uh, but I'm sure they'll have analysis of that game um, and whether maybe it's a little bit of a come down to earth moment for Loud United. Uh, also, definitely check out Kindred Spirits, uh, a team that is very much uh, potentially going to be a favorite to win the NWSL championship this year. And a lot of fun. We're going to have fun talking about that team on the next show. Uh, guys, also check out our merch. We've got a lot of cool merch. I have not managed to get together to purchase the merch like john i'm not as good as john i promise i'll get you there but check out check out we got the good stuff we got sweatshirts we got tees we got mugs coffee mugs uh and uh wear it around man wear it at games hey hey, what's united 96 talk about the incredible podcast we got here uh guys i think it's going to do it for this episode uh we will definitely check you guys next week hopefully previewing a game hopefully talking about the excitement of taxi Maybe something else to, to to raise the spirits here in DC land. Anyway, guys, keep keep strong, keep calm. We're six games in. It's okay. Five games in. Sorry, five games <laughs> in. It's okay. Just breathe, relax, enjoy the enjoy enjoy stress free soccer this weekend. Just enjoy it. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos. <laughs>